It's an Easter egg. Is it? What do you think it's made of? Chocolate. Shall I open it and see? Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I can manage to open it. Because, um, I'm, oh dear, I must tell you that sometimes I'm a bit naughty. I tease people. I trick people. I sell things up this morning. I can't get it undone. <laughs> but do you know, it took me ages to find ourselves, eh? as well. Now then, what do you think of that is? Is that chocolate? What's that then? It's a rock, isn't it, that? And that's a rock. And that came out of my garden, actually. And I found that in my garden last Sunday. <laughs> And I thought, I'll bring that today to show you and tell you something very, very special that I thought of last week. And last week was Palm Sunday, wasn't it? Can you remember? And I've been reading a book during Lent. Somebody lent it to me. It's called Through Lent with Luke. I don't know if anybody's ever read that book. It's only a very small book, and it's got lots of little pages. And each day you're supposed to read... A piece uh, each day through Lent is hope to so hope to make your devotion when you come to Easter more meaningful. And each page has got a little bit of scripture from Luke's Gospel, and then a little bit of thought about that reading, and then a little prayer at the end. And last week it was on the, about the time when Jesus went to Jerusalem. And all the people there were putting cloaks on the floor and putting palms in his path and shouting, Hosanna! And when he was going along, some of the Pharisees came up to Jesus and said, uh, I think you should stop all these people shouting Hosanna, they've caused a bit of problem. Can you not make them a bit quiet? And Jesus says, no. If I stop these disciples shouting out, even the stones of the ground would shout out. And when I read that, something rather strange I've thought about is a time when I was a choir boy. And I remember Psalm 65. I wonder if anybody knows the ending of Psalm 65. The last verses. The valleys stand so rich with corn, they laugh and sing. And that used to amuse me when we used to sing that at Evensong. Very similar to the idea of stones shouting out. But they do in a way. Stones and even corn, trees and flowers, they shout out the glory of God in the world. Everything around us, we see the glory of God. But stones in our story this morning are something different, aren't they? They're the big stone that's been rolled over the tomb of Jesus. Jesus' body was taken away on Good Friday and put in that tomb, and that tomb was a big cave carved out of the rock. There was no back entrance in it, it was just a big cave there. And they put a big stone across the entrance. That was put across for two reasons. One, to keep people out from stealing the body, and also to keep Jesus in. Because some of the authorities thought they'd heard some words about Jesus might raise from the dead, and they didn't want that, they didn't want any problems that that might cause. And in the Bible it says that they posted a sentry 
over the stone, over the tomb. It doesn't say who they were, whether they were Roman soldiers or whether they were um, the temple officials that actually stood there to make sure that nobody's going to move it out of the way. And then the Sabbath day went past. And the next day, the ladies went with some spices we hear to anoint Jesus' body. <coughs> and when they got there, the stone had been rolled away. That stone, where they thought they might have found someone to move the stone away, was actually gone, moved away. I wonder if you think of any other times in Scripture where there's the, the talk about stones. I wonder if you remember when Jesus called his first two disciples, Andrew and Simon. They were fishing. Can you remember they were fishing? They were mending their nets to get their boat ready to take out again. And he said, come, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And they followed Jesus. And after a while, these two disciples, amongst the others, were very wonderful people, following Jesus, listening to his teaching all the time. And then we hear one day, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, who do people say that I am? And Simon says, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're a prophet. And Jesus said, but who do you say I am? And Simon said, you are the Christ, the Messiah from the living God. You are right, Simon. And because of that, I'm going to call you Peter. Peter means rock. I'll give you a bit of education here. In Latin, Peter is Petra. And in Greek, it's Petros. And in Aramaic, it's Kephas. And Jesus probably used the Aramaic term at that time. A lot of people used to use, uh, speak in that language then. And he called him a rock. And he says, Peter, I'm going to call you Peter from now on because you are a rock. And on your faith and your people with your faith as strong as you, I'm going to build my church. A little while later he said, and now we've got to go to Jerusalem. And Peter then said, I don't think you should go to Jerusalem. Can you remember? He said, they were after killing you over in Jerusalem. And that time, Jesus said to him, he says, oh Peter, where's your faith? You're ready to follow me anywhere. And all of a sudden he said, you don't want to go there. And Peter, like many of the disciples at the time, wanted the fame of being one of his close disciples. Remember, they, said they were wondering, they were arguing amongst each other, who's going to sit next to him? They were going to have all the honour and glory of being next to Jesus. But that wasn't to be. Jesus wasn't here for honour and glory. Can you remember when he was in the wilderness? When the devil came up to him and said, bow down and worship me, you can have all the glory and honour in the world. Jesus, I want to that. The devil also said, look at those stones. The wilderness was covered with stones. And he said, just turn one of these stones into bread. You know you're hungry, you must need bread. Turn one of those stones into bread. And Jesus says, no, says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes to the mouth of God. And then again, the devil took him up on the pinnacle of the temple. He says, throw yourself off. 
It says, the angel will support you. Stop you dashing your foot against the stones. Oh, Jesus was having none of that. Let's get back to our story of that wonderful time when those ladies came to see Jesus and that stone had gone. They must have been devastated. They'd seen him die on the cross and they'd come to do the last thing that they could actually possibly do for him, to anoint his body. And it had gone. Then we hear in the scripture in this morning that there were two people there. Well, the two messengers from heaven. And they said, said, where is the Lord? And they said, why look for the living among the dead? He is risen. But they'd all forgotten about these wonderful words Jesus said, that he would be crucified and on the third day rise again. They'd forgotten all about that. But then they believed. And they're rushing back to the other disciples to tell them the good news. At first they didn't believe either, but they came and they saw, they saw the grave clothes. They knew that the body wouldn't have been stolen. If anybody had stolen that body, they wouldn't have just actually left the gravestones there, left the grave clothes there. They would have taken it as well, but they were laid down nice and neatly in there. They knew that he was risen indeed. That's a wonderful part of our story. Jesus is risen and he rose again for us, for our sins, that we may be forgiven and also have the promise of everlasting life. And it's wonderful to think that we have that wonderful promise from Jesus. I think many of us here have seen many, many Easter's over the years. And hopefully we'll see Easter next year. But sadly, there may be some people not here next Easter that are here today. Not here in this congregation, but here on the world. And when you think about that, you think because of Easter, they will have everlasting life. They won't have life as we know. Their life will be changed. Changed by that wonderful gift of Jesus. And so we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for Easter. We thank God for his resurrection. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand that Jesus actually died and rose again. But we do know, according to the scripture, he did die and he did rise again. He rose again in glory for us that our sins may be forgiven and with the promise of everlasting life. Amen. Now please will you stand for the confession.